This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a wonderful actor, advocate, Anthony Edwards. And uh, here, uh, you know his work from ER and Top Gun and uh, Revenge of the Nerds and so forth. But uh, he's done so much and he's given so much back his uh, news project is tied to his not uh, nonprofit, and we're going to talk to Anthony about all of that. Anthony, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Uh, the good. the premiere of the tricky part. Uh, what can you tell us about it without uh, uh, without spoiling? Uh, yeah, there's. Uh what it is is uh, there's a one-man show called The Tricky Part that was based on a book. This man, Martin Moran, wrote the book, and then he adapted it into a one-man show, which played for many years on and off in New York, um, uh, really successfully won Obie Awards and all these different accolades. Um, and he did it last year, and I wanted to capture it because uh, the story is such a powerful, important one. Um, I wanted um, to have it uh, to, to make a film of it so that more people could see it. So we did that, and we were about to release the film into the festival circuit in that world, and the pandemic broke out. So um, what we did is we tied it even more closely to the organization I work with, which is called oneinsix.org. And one in six stands for the uh, amount of men. One out of every six men have had a sexual abuse or assault uh, by the time they were 18 years old. So that's over 20 million American men have had these traumatic experiences that generally can say they don't deal with, they don't process, they bury and they hide like I did. It wasn't until I was 51 years old that I started looking at this thing that I minimized and thought was no big deal. So uh, what we've done is uh, we're, we're, we're airing it live. Uh, we're doing a live stream um, on uh, Thursday the 30th for uh, um, on on our website and on Facebook and Vimeo and all the different um, online services. Um, it's just this incredible hour and a half story, basically, and um, I, we hope a lot of people can see it because what we're trying to do here is kind of normalize the conversation because what happens is a lot of men just don't want to talk about this stuff because there's so much shame involved in it, and what we realize is that by actually saying making it okay by hearing other people's stories maybe men will actually start talking yeah it's it's amazing what you're doing and i you know i congratulate you and thank you for that at the uh, at the same time when uh, when men uh, come to this realization that they've uh, that they've uh, had an abuse early on uh, so often there it's it's something they say oh look I, I've dealt with it this long they don't realize of uh, the, I I would imagine and I'm not in the psychi- uh, psychology field or the psychiatry field but I imagine that uh, because they bury these things there's uh, there's all types of residual effects that happen I think what you guys are doing uh, in with one and six uh, really 
uh, should alleviate some of that pain. It's amazing that, you know, here we are in the 2020s and and somehow uh, men would still be ashamed of something that they were a victim of. You know, this was something that, right. you know, they didn't do anything to, to cause this. They were a victim. One of our great supporters in the one in six uh, organization is the United States military because the military understands so acutely about post-traumatic stress. They understand what how traumatic experiences affect people's performance and their lives because it's so important for them. So they've been really big supporters in helping us get the word out. Um, and that's exactly right. You know, it. A lot of men don't look at this stuff until all of a sudden marriages are falling apart or their alcohol drink, their drinking's too excessive or something because they're actually trying to cover up something that hasn't been processed. And uh, that's what we're trying to do is kind of break that shame and realize that it's, um, everybody's going to recover differently, but it all starts with a simple conversation and usually just with a man saying, hey, something happened to me and sharing that privately with someone. You know, this is not like the Me Too movement where... Uh, where women have to stand up and scream and get angry. The fact is, a lot of men already are angry, and what they need to do is soften and speak quietly. Terrific. I, I said it before. Congratulations, and thank you at the same time uh, for this. Uh, let's just remind everybody, on April 30th, they could uh, they could watch the tricky part, and it's, it's for a great reason, and everyone's got to look uh, into the one in six organization. It's a not-for-profit. Anthony Edwards is our guest. Anthony, I know a lot of folks are waiting to speak to you. Can you give us a website, a social media site, and someplace people could follow along to, uh, and, and, you know, to see in the next uh, two days, I guess, uh, next two days? To- yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it, everything is on our website. One, the number one, and the number six. It's one in six dot org. It's that simple. Or if you Googled Male Sexual Abuse, the website will come up. We're, we're kind of the leading organization in male sexual abuse. But oneinsix.org, and on our webpage, you will be able, there'll be a direct link to the screening tomorrow night or 8 o'clock on the 30th. Um, and uh, you can just, just tune in. Terrific job. Thank you very much for being here, and congratulations on everything that you're doing and One in Six is doing. Great job. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Anthony Edwards, everyone, has been our very special guest. And, I, yeah, really a, a, a great cause. And uh, it's interesting that he points out that the, that the military, the American military, is a, is a big backer of one in six. And, uh, and you know, for the reason uh, that he gave, the post-traumatic stress disorder. And if you, uh, you know, if you think about it, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a good fit for uh, folks that have been uh, abused and again it's uh, it, it's obviously it's so uh, so difficult for women out there to come forward when a sexual attack has has occurred and so many of them keep quiet and don't talk about it simply because uh, whatever the stigma or the embarrassment I yeah again I would think that in 2020 uh, you know women that were abused um, everyone anyone that was sexually abused wouldn't um, see it as an embarrassment because they're the victim of course uh, but anyway Anthony Edwards and, and one and six are talking about a uh, you know a different um, situation and, and again there's machismo there and there's 
there's the uh, the the image that we've uh, we've kept over the years of you know the guys have to be tough and you know this uh, you know if they were abused then obviously they were they were weakened at one point I, what he's talking about and what one and six is talking about I think is is very important and people uh, all over the world certainly America uh, should uh, should tune into what they're doing and uh, you know it's it's hard to even quantify how many people they can help by doing what they are doing. Anthony Edwards uh, became, you know, very famous uh, with with his roles back in the 80s. And, you know, the three I mentioned, uh, ER, uh, Top Gun, and Revenge of the Nerds, uh, all, you know, huge hits. Uh, ER on television, of course, and George Clooney and, and Anthony Edwards became uh, huge stars. Uh, George Clooney, uh, certainly not overnight, that's for sure. And uh, ER was responsible for, you know, launching the two of them into the the mainstream. But Top Gun, of course, with Tom Cruise was something that uh, that people recognize Anthony Edwards for uh, always. And, and to this day, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, you know, in, in a, uh, you know, certainly a different uh, type of role, but a cult film that is uh, wildly popular still to to this day. But Anthony Edwards absolutely uh, has had a wonderful career and still going strong. The tricky part is uh, is is something that everyone has to check out. But I, I think more importantly, check out what Anthony Edwards uh, is uh, is doing with One and Six. It's his uh, not for profit, and he's uh, he's been so instrumental in this. And uh, he and all the others that are involved with uh, the organization are, are, again, bringing men to uh, the realization that they can talk about. They can deal with the fact that they've been sexually abused as young boys. And, and you know, again, the, the, the scandal with the church uh, was something that, uh, that really seriously came to light and you know just about 20 years ago and it was uh, it was something that uh, altar boys uh, had had to deal with I was an altar boy but I was a rambunctious uh, type and uh, you know I was a you know wild kid and I, I'm I'm not the type of kid fortunately for me in that particular case that uh, that the priest would go after but I did see the aftermath of uh, of of uh, abuse happened uh, with a mother's reaction to a priest at the uh, at the church I grew up in. I was an altar boy, and I, I saw the reaction. I didn't realize afterwards, uh, until you know, long afterwards, uh, what uh, what had happened and what she was talking about. Because I was I was young and I just didn't have a good handle on it. Uh, anyway, that's a subject for a whole other conversation. But one in six is an important organization, and Anthony Edwards is is heading the way and the tricky part is uh, is uh, the name of uh, uh, this piece that you uh, that you have to see it's a one man uh, one man show and uh, just uh, check it out on his website he gave all the information just a little earlier and go to one the number 1 and 6 the number uh, 6 and you'll you'll see all the information where where to see it it's uh, it's it's important it's an important issue and uh, you know, uh, thrilled to have Anthony here for uh, for a short period of time. Anthony Edwards from ER, Revenge of the Nerd, and Top Gun fame, and and so many other things, has uh, has been our very special guest, Frank McKay. Signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with two very talented people. And I've been uh, following their careers and watching them for, for years. I had no idea they were married. Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone are our very special guests, and we're going to be discussing uh, within. Uh, Chris, uh, you know him from, uh, from so many uh, great, uh, great films and, and uh, shows. And I, I, obviously American Beauty is one that stands out, such a disturbing and, and unbelievable performance that uh that he did born supremacy jawhead uh, i i do want to mention that homecoming i think it's very underrated and he's in that and another underrated um series that i saw him in was 11 63 and uh, he's uh, he's just terrific everything i see him in is, is terrific uh marianne is uh is, is just wonderful and i'm just a huge sopranos fan and everything she does she's just she's great and she's genuine thrilled to have both chris cooper and marianne leone uh, folks, how are you? We're great. Really good, Frank. Thank you for having us on, man. All right, Mar- yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. And Marianne, let me start with you. Uh, let's talk about Within and uh, and and give us a, a rundown because it really is a unique uh, a, a unique. Uh, set of circumstances uh, to watch, and I think people—if they knew—if more people knew about this, everybody'd be watching. It's really terrific. Well, Celine Latre approached me. She had done one other compilation film called uh, New York, I Love You, and I think she's done a few more of those. But she had come to me and asked, "Would I write a ten-minute scene?" for a compilation film about the quarantine. And uh, she said, we will mail you the equipment. There will be a DP on call eight hours a day and a sound guy that you can refer to. And uh, you write a scene that involves you and Chris. And uh, so I approached Chris and he said, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, dude, we're like, we're going to be in quarantine here, you and me. And the rescue dog. So I did write in the 17-year-old rescue dog, Frenchie. Wow. And I wrote this. <laughs> he was the custody dog. And I wrote this scene about uh, a couple who had separated amicably. And the guy comes back to get the rescue dog, but he makes up. He kind of wants back in. So they've split up. And this is about, this is a, you know, he's with her for two days, and we're going to decide whether or not it's going to work again. In this situation, Chris, let me turn to you. Um, why were you apprehensive? I think a lot of us could understand why you were apprehensive, but uh, I, won't, I won't put thoughts in in uh, in your your mind. Um, why were you apprehensive to do this? I had I had no problem because Marianne does write screenplay, and she came up with a great, you know, wonderful idea. But I respect all these different departments and what they what these guys, you know, guys and girls do on set. Sound, hair, makeup, lighting, uh, DP, and we had to, and Marianne and I had to do all of that. <laughs> but 
Celine Lecay, who had who, the producer, had done such a great setup and spelled it out so clearly uh, how to operate all this equipment, and like Marianne said, made a DP and a, and a professional sound person available to us eight hours out of the day if we had any uh, troubleshooting, and it just it worked out, and I I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Chris, let me stick with you for one second. What was what was the most uh, complicated or problematic um, uh, aspect of it? Was it sound? Was it lighting? Uh, what, what was uh, what? What did you have the biggest issues with? Uh, just it, it, it really just double and triple checking everything before we roll camera. Make sure lighting's good. Make sure the sound levels are right. Make sure we're hooked up to everything. It's like, you know, it's like um, just, just you're the first AD and it's all your responsibility. So you better, you better triple, triple check things. And um, it worked out. Yeah, but the worst thing, Frank, was the turkeys. I had written in, I had written in wild turkeys, and uh, because I do feed, you know, at that time I was feeding a flock of turkeys every day, and they'd come, they'd come and surround me, and I really loved seeing them jump down from the trees like giant pterodactyls. <laughs> and then when you point a camera at a turkey, guess what? They flee. So it was um, that was the our existence was finding getting the turkeys back. Marianne, I can't tell you. Well, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, well, finish, finish your thought. But also, uh, is it does it kind of give you a taste? I, you know, Chris mentioned you you write, and I know you write. Um, is is this something you're going to do more of? Are you going to get a little more into filmmaking? Oh well, I've I've written I've written uh, I've written a couple of screenplays that have sold, and I I actually I don't want to jinx it, but there's one that I think is is going to be done next year. So. It's exciting, but I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it. Well, I meant but, the, the filmmaking yeah. part, you know, like the, the filming of it. You know, the, the screen screenplay is, uh, is one thing, but actually doing the production and getting behind it. Could you see yourself doing more of that? More of that? No. <laughs> I, not at all. I mean, I... No, Frank. No. I we, learned, we really learned our lesson. I respect very much what everybody does on a set, and I always have. And I do not want to do that. I, I'm happy to act, and I'm happy to write, but I don't want to do the other stuff. It's, it's terrifying. We had a night where we had filmed for 14 hours, and I thought I had, I thought I had left the sound off. I, I thought I was going to faint from fear. It was so terrifying. Wow. Oh, it's like, you mean we shot all those scenes, and it wasn't recording? <laughs> Later we found out that it was. But yeah. Yeah. that kind of terror? No. <laughs> no. So thank you. Well, listen, I, I want to congratulate both of you on, on wonderful careers. You, you're both very talented people, and I'm thrilled that you did this. And I think everyone is going to going to be. And we actually appreciate uh, you guys taking that leap. Uh, Chris, before you, uh, before you go, uh, anything else that we should know uh, about Within uh, and certainly uh, your segment and Marianne's segment? Uh, and also anything you want to add before we go? And also, Marianne and and Chris, give us uh, any social media sites or websites that we could uh, we could follow along with what you guys are doing. 
well, Chris is completely a Luddite, so there's no social media happening there. <laughs> How about you? you I'm, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at Leonie Marianne, and I have a website that is shamefully neglected, and... Um, at Marianne Leone Cooper. I don't use Cooper professionally, but there was another Marianne Leone who spelled her name exactly like mine. Who knew? And uh, I also am on Facebook as author because I have two books, too, you know, that I've written. Yeah, so, what's the name, what are the names uh, of the books? Jesse, which is about our son. And that's Simon and Schuster. That was 2010. And then I wrote one about my crazy, my really crazy, wonderful mother called Ma Speaks Up. My mother was an immigrant who came here from Italy when she was 16 to escape fascism and an arranged marriage. Wow. And uh, she was an amazing woman. So I wrote about her. Oh, you, you are too. Yeah. And Chris, uh, you, you as well. Thank you very much for being here. And congrats on everything, guys. Thank you so much. We live in Boston now, but I love hearing you speak. Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone have been our very special guest. Uh, Check out Within, everyone. Uh, Terrific. Chris Cooper, you knew him as Colonel Fitz, but, you know, he's done so much more than that. But American Beauty, which is is really a disturbing but great movie. I mean, uh, you know, let's let's face it, but... Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, you got to see it. And and he uh, plays a complicated character, and uh, he doesn't seem too complicated, but he's he's complicated. And and what a you know I, I just I you know I won't spoil it for those who've seen it, but who haven't who haven't seen it. But Chris Cooper is a terrific actor. He's played some chilling roles. Uh, again, Jawhead, uh, Born Supremacy. Often they they have them in in roles as soldiers or former soldiers, and uh, or a former soldier I should say, and he's terrific. And uh, Joanne Moltisante uh, and others. She's got a you know she's got a lot of roles uh, underneath her. She was in Goodfellas and she was in a whole bunch of uh, different movies. But I, I'm a I'm a big Sopranos fan. If you listen, then you you know that. And we have all all types of. Um, we had her son, right, Christopher Maltosanti. We've had him on a couple of times, Michael Imperiali. And uh, anyway, so she played Joanne Maltosante in The Sopranos, and uh, just wonderful. And and I didn't ever knew the two of them were married. How about that? You know, and and someone had uh, had reached out about uh, the two of them uh, coming on, and uh, you know, of course. Of course, we want them. Uh, I would love them separately. I'd love them uh, together. But uh, to uh, you know, really, American Beauty. Uh, it's uh, it's so disturbing that it's uh, it's strange to say it's uh, it's it's uh, one of uh, you know one of these great movies out there. But it is. I mean, it is a great, disturbing, complicated movie, and um, you know, disturbing is the word. And Chris Cooper is uh, is a big reason why. Without him, without his acting in there and his character in there, it's a much different uh, is a much different film, and, and it just uh, doesn't work. But he's a great great contrast to Kevin Spacey and 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 uh, the actor who played his son. I can't think off the top of my head. Marianne Leone is his wife, and it was her idea to do this. He didn't want to do it, from what you hear. And so Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone have been our very special guest within. It's like with slash in is the name of the film, and basically it's a bunch of actors and actresses, uh, and it's a pretty big list of, of famous names there that uh, were asked to do a, a segment 
uh, during the the lockdown and uh, shutdown, and uh, and and they you know wrote uh, a scene and and produced the scene without a, a staff there. A very interesting way of of getting through the. Uh, the pandemic. Frank McKay signing off. Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone have been our very special guests, two wonderful actors, and we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very funny woman, very talented lady. Fortune Feimster is our very special guest. And uh, here to talk about her, her second hour-long Netflix comedy uh, special. Uh, first one was just absolutely terrific. Good Fortune. Uh, she's also touring all uh, all types of cities. And, uh, you know, we'll get to them after we get to Fortune. A little Fortune, how are you? I'm so good. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, well, listen, it's nice to have you. I've been enjoying your work for, for years. Um, you've got to be happy, I w- would imagine, like like all stand-ups, to, to get out there and uh, and get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. My my first uh, hour special, Sweet and Salty, came out uh, in January 2020, uh, and the world shut down like uh, a month or so later. Yeah. Um, so like everybody else, I was sitting at home, you know, for over a year, just not knowing, you know, what comedy would look like and, and what shows would look like. And so when things opened back up last summer, I was so relieved to get back out there. And, and I found that this material for Good Fortune came together really, really quickly. Um, and so uh, it was nice to, to get back on track and get this special out there and you know, it kind of picks up where Sweet and Salty left off, where that was a story about growing up and figuring out who I am. This uh, Good Fortune is about me as an adult and trying to do those things that you're supposed to do in life uh, that that are indicative of growing up and, and not always being uh, good at, at those things, um, but finding the positivity in that. Uh, Fortune, is it? A, are you finding the audience to be different out there? Is it the same old uh, situation? Is it like just right, like riding a bicycle, or are there adjustments uh, happening since uh, since COVID hit and a whole bunch of different things kind of hit all at once? Uh, it, are you finding it's the same old audience, I mean, or are they different? I would say the audience is even more uh, enthusiastic and energetic than I've ever seen before, especially in those early parts of the tour, because everyone was so, you know, scared for so long and and alone or in their house that that once they finally got back out and came to a show, it was almost like this cathartic relief, like the whole audience had together. You could feel this, like, need to laugh. It wasn't... It wasn't just like, oh, this is fun and, and we want to laugh. You could feel like this deep down, like, just like from the depths of their soul laughing, like, I, uh, like I said, like a relief. So 
for me as a performer to to be able to provide that um uh, that you know path for them to do that was such a cool feeling because it, it was the first time in my career you know every comedian where we couldn't go do our jobs for a long time we couldn't provide that levity that we wanted to um so it felt nice to be able to get back in front of people and, and do that and so yeah now it, it's with this new tour starting early next year um i think that people will still uh want to laugh and need to laugh in a way that that we haven't experienced before let's uh, let's talk a little more about good fortune i uh, what were the uh, the origins of it you said that the the first special hit, and then all of a sudden we're hit with uh, with COVID. Uh, at that point, are you already starting to work on Good Fortune, or did it come a little later? Yeah, I had started. Um, I had a bunch of material uh, when that <clears throat> when Sweet and Salty came out because uh, I was going to go on this huge tour. It was supposed to start uh, mid March. Uh, I think like March twelfth of twenty twenty. Um, I was all set to go. I had my bags packed. Uh, I was headed to uh, Michigan, and I had a bunch of new material um, that I was going to be doing. And then they called. They're like, "Yeah, you're not going anywhere." And uh, so I sat at home, and and I had all this time to think about stories and, and work on material. So some of that early material that I was going to do ended up kind of falling by the wayside because uh, it didn't seem relevant anymore. And then a bunch of new stuff came. Uh, came through during that time of sitting home. So by the time I, I got on the road a year later, I had over an hour of all new stuff that no one had ever heard before. Um, so I think that's why this special came together a much in a much quicker way. Normally I like to score things for about two to two and a half years, but that, that tour was all in a year. And then we filmed it. And um, it's just, you know, it's such a cool uh, thing as a comedian to, to do your first hour, but then to follow it up with an hour that you're equally as proud of, for me, is, is the biggest um, uh, accomplishment. Because, you know, working this material out is not easy. Coming up with it is probably the hardest part of the job. Yeah. I, listen, uh, no doubt about it. And listen, you do what you do very well. It's always nice to talk to someone who's got it uh, together. How how long ago or, or when exactly you. did you find or, or do you feel you found your, your confidence on stage? Was it an early situation? Was it uh, was there an aha moment and you, you know, had a great show and said, you know, now I'm here? Uh, it, or did it kind of happen gradually? I mean, I think I felt very comfortable on stage early on because I started in improv. Um, so I, it helped me, like, to sort of get away those, um, those nervous jitters that you get when you perform. Uh, but I think, you know, I've been touring since 2010. A lot of people don't know that about my career because um, they've discovered me more recently due to the Netflix specials. Uh, but, yeah, I started headlining in 2010 after Last Comic Standing. Um, and that, you know, took some time to get comfortable because I'd never headlined before. And suddenly I was headlined, you know, I went from like 15 minutes of material to like expected to do like 45 minutes to an hour. So those days were a bit rougher. But I feel like I really came into my own in the last like five years of stand up. I think once I discovered storytelling and, and how much that fit my voice, um, that's what allowed me to, to lean into that more and clean salty and once i 
did sweet and salty. I really, I think I really zeroed in on on how I I tell stories, and I carried that through here with good fortune. But for me, it's all about telling stories about my life, finding things that are relatable to other people, um, and just you know, like I said, bring some levity through those uh, stories. Well, listen, Fortune Feimster, congratulations on uh, not only uh, your new. Uh, your new special and and the tour that's going going on and soon to be uh, going uh, going on, but on your whole career, it looks like to me, and it sounds like to me like you were born with that microphone in your hand. Uh, can you tell us anything else uh, that you need to before before you leave us? And also, if you can give us a website and a social media site, it'd be great to follow along with what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be on my new tour starting next year. This is just the dates that have been listed are just the early dates. We'll be adding a lot more dates, especially up in the that northeast area. Uh, Fortunefuser dot com. Uh, so so be able to look out for that. And then yeah, my my special good fortune is Queen Saucier on Netflix. And then I filmed a, a a big action series with Arnold Schwarzenegger that will be coming out sometime next year on Netflix as well. So there's lots of, of fun stuff. Uh, coming up, so I hope people will uh, will check it out. Yeah, well, I, I certainly will, and we'll be talking about it after we let you go. Fortune Feimster, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. So nice to talk with you. Same here. Fortune Feimster, everyone. And uh, it, one of those stand-ups that really uh, took off with, with Netflix, um, the Netflix uh, special uh, Sweet and Salty is... Um, you know, great exposure. Netflix does comedy as well as anyone. It used to be just HBO doing it or Showtime. Now with the over-the-top platforms, um, you know, it's uh, it's something that I look. When you're on Netflix, you're looking through things and you're like, "Oh, Fortune Themes. Oh, let me check her out." And you know, of course, she uh, you know she she delivers. You know, and. Um, she uh, voiced the the role of Evelyn on The Simpsons and the counselor in uh, Jerry in Pixar's Soul. If uh, if you know any of those from uh, the uh, the voiceover work that she did, and Bless the Hearts, uh, she's uh, you know she's Brenda on Bless the Hearts. I've seen that a few times. I haven't seen it in a while, but I've I've seen that, and you know they uh, got some Southern accents on there and that works for her so anyway good fortune is her new comedy special on netflix and it's her second hour long it's a it's a big deal for for stand-ups and um i think she's from north carolina yeah i'm looking now yeah she's from north carolina and uh, you know i used to see her on chelsea lately and um of course you've seen her on as a regular on the mindy project she's uh, she's done a lot she's done a lot and um uh, Keenan for NBC, yeah, she's put a she's put a good career together. Really, um, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, just sweet and salty was her her Netflix special, and you know I've seen it, and it was uh, it was terrific. She's very comfortable up there, and um, good fortune. Hopefully, it'll, it'll be similar, and uh, you know with the success and the response. Um, Frank McKay here, Fortune Feimster has been our very special guest. Check her out on Good Fortune. That's a second, as I said before, a second uh, full-length or hour-long, I should say, uh, comedy special 
And uh, you'll be checking that out on Netflix as well. Frank McKay signing off. Fortune Feimster has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Uh, with a terrific actor, Gil Bellows is our very special guest. You've seen him in Shawshank uh, and uh, Ali McBeal, the agency. Uh, if you're looking for something under the radar screen to check him out, and uh, he was terrific in a film, and I love this film, uh, Three Days in Havana. He and uh, another, another guy, uh, Greg Wise, did a terrific job. Wise is in uh, oh, something right. called Strange oh, right Angel on. right now. And Gil Bellows is our very special guest. His latest is Two Deaths of Henry Baker. And uh, it's it looks great from the trailer. I've only seen the trailer. You'll be able to see it tomorrow. It starts streaming. And check it out. Anything this guy's in is worth watching. Gil Bellows, how are you? I'm, I'm great. Thank you so much for that uh, very kind and generous introduction. And thanks for checking out Three Days in the Van. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's terrific. Uh, yeah, you and Wise. Uh, yeah, you, you, well, I could do a whole other interview on that, on that film. I've seen that. I've seen it a few times now. I, I'm sure you get asked about Shawshank all the time, but uh, I'll tell you, uh, there's a lot of things that you've done that I think are, are really in your body of work that are really under the radar screen. And um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't know if that sticks in your craw. That uh, that you're in some underrated stuff, but uh, you know, to me, people who really check you out and love your work. Well, I, I mean, that's that's super super kind. Of you. Uh, does it stick in my craw? I I guess um, you know, I guess the way I look at it is 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 this: at the end of the day, if anything sticks in your craw about life choices that you've made um better change them yeah. right um yeah the other thing too that i try to keep in perspective uh when i'm when i'm not feeling particularly good on a personal level is i'm an artist and van gogh uh didn't sell anything <laughs> during his time and he's considered to be uh maybe the greatest artist of all time so what do we know yeah right right you just gotta keep. You just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep moving. It it, it took uh, eleven years after Van Gogh's death before he sold anything that wasn't sold to his brother, and it was his sister-in-law, right, who who really banged away for him. Yeah. And she, you know, thank God for her. I don't think we'd know who Van Gogh was if it wasn't for his sister-in-law. I, well, it, see, yeah. see, see, there, see, there you go. That's that's really the spirit of what I'm talking about. <laughs> is that is that under? I I feel very very lucky to do what I do. I'm just going to keep doing it, <laughs> and you know we'll see where the chips fall at the end. Well, listen, I, deserving of all the praise that you get for the folks who uh, who watch you, this looks terrific. Two deaths of Henry Baker. Uh, give us a little rundown. Uh, don't spoil it, of course, but uh, give us a give us a little rundown of what we can expect. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a very intense. Uh, uh, family uh, drama centered around uh, a relationship between two brothers that um, was warped essentially a childhood based on a bag of gold that each felt was within their right to be theirs. You know, I mean, simple thing. You <laughs> you look at it, you go, let's split it. 
there's no problem. Story's <laughs> over. <laughs> In this case, they didn't see things that way, and so now you have, uh, you know, this um, this inevitable uh, force of greed and resentment uh, working itself through this story. Well, you know, remember, I've seen the trailer, so I got a little, uh, you know, a step ahead of everyone else. But just that description alone would would jump out at me. I mean, that's not, listen, that sounds uh, to me uh, intriguing. Are you are you the type that that things hit you right away when you see a script or you see a description? Uh, do you do you automatically, you know, think this is for me or this isn't for me? Or do you kind of sit with things for a few days? Um, well, I, I do value um, an immediate reaction. I think it, I think it's important when you're doing passion-based work. Uh, the thing that I love about your question, though, is that I think it's also important to see how you feel a couple days later, right? Just because you feel that passion, as we all know, some passions don't last longer than a couple of days anyway. Yeah. So let's see where you stand a few days later. So I like to look at things from both sides. Well, listen, like I said, anything that you're in, I could watch. I think you're just you're terrific. Uh, if you can. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Well, let us know if, what I know that things are very fluid because of the pandemic and uh, and, you know, during lockdown yeah, yeah. It was crazy for actors and well, for everybody, but for, especially for act stage actors, I feel terrible for. But what what do you have sure. uh, that's set in stone? What do you have that we could uh, we could look forward to? Or is everything still fluid because of you, you, right, right, right now, I just, I'm out in something that just got released called Women of the Movement, um, which is the story of uh, the murder of Emmett Till and the trial seen through the eyes of his mother, Mamie Bradley, who is the spark that um, started the civil rights movement. Um, it's on ABC and Hulu. Uh, I would uh, strongly urge anybody who has any interest in understanding why we are where we are today in America to check it out. Um, other than that, um, other than that, I'll tell you what, when I do have, I'll reach out to Art, who's becoming famous in this interview chain, oh, uh, and get all your, and get all your information. And when I have, I have a piece of news that's going to break in a few weeks and I'd be happy to share it with you. You're a cool dude. So I'll get your info and we'll, we'll talk about it when I'm ready to talk. Listen, right, right back at you on that. Uh, listen, uh, another word on on two deaths of uh, of Henry Baker. Uh, it looks like an interesting cast, and kudos to those who who casted this. It looks like uh, it, you know there's there's some just, again just from the trailer. Looks like there's some good chemistry there. Uh, if you can, uh, just kind of a shout out to to some of the other cast members. Who were you expecting to see in this? Oh hell yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well I. Uh You've got uh, Jeff Salgado, you've got Sebastian Pickett, who's also the writer of this fine screenplay. You've got uh, Joe DeNickel, who I've, uh, I think I've worked with Joe, I think this might be my fifth time I've worked with Joe. Yeah. Great young actor. Uh, and then uh, my, uh, my dear sweet, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting one person, please forgive me, and then my, my dear sweet friend, Tony Curran, who... I think is one of the great, you talk about somebody who's, you know, who deserves uh, more praise out in the world. My bro, Tony Curran, is a world-class actor. So, um, yeah, that's the crew. Um, 
Felipe Mucci uh, is a, a really fine young man out of Brazil who went to AFI, and uh, this is his feature debut. Uh, and uh, off we go. Hopefully, uh, people check it out and love it. Right, listen, congrats on everything, on all, all your success. You're terrific at what you do. If you can, give us a, a quick website or a social media site if you if you have. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't do so. I don't do social media, bro. I don't believe in it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like it's a very lately. dangerous tool. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Well, listen, we'll be watching you in two deaths of Henry Baker. Thank you very much for being here, Gil, and congrats once again. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, all the best, bro. Be well. Take care. Gil Bellows, everyone. A terrific actor. Yeah, you've seen him in Shawshank Redemption. He played uh, Tommy in that and I, I i love that movie you know so there's a, there's a lot of those the the actors in there that you kind of follow uh, to see what they do and uh, you know that's that's the one that stands out for me i didn't watch uh ali mcbeal but he was uh he was a recurring uh, cast member there but um you know listen that was a that was a popular show i maybe one day i'll binge it but i remember um I remember the dancing baby. That's a, that's what I remember about Ali, Ali McBeal, and I thought that was funny, um, you know. And and again, I never really watched it, so I just saw little things. I guess it was taunting her, you know, like she was a biological clock. Was uh, it was taunting her, and there was, was this funny dancing dancing baby there. Uh, the agency um, is about the CIA, and uh, and. Uh, Gil Bellows is uh, is all over that. Uh, again, woman of the movement is something he just mentioned. But uh, check out check out three days in Havana. I think it's terrific, and he's uh, he's terrific in that. Greg Wise is the guy that uh, that played in there, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, he's in something called Strange Angel. And it's uh, it's definitely where I just started checking out, but it's it just on description alone, you, you'd want to check this out. Something about Alistair Crowley and followers of Alistair Crowley, and um, it just it, it just it, it's it's definitely worth taking a peek out, uh, peek at. But definitely check out Three Days in Havana. Kill Bellows is terrific in that, and uh, you know, it, look, two deaths of Henry Baker is upon us. And you'll be able to see that and uh, start streaming that right now. You know, by the time you hear this, you'll be able to start st streaming it. And uh, good cast, uh, a lot of talent in there, a lot of under the radar talent. But uh, Gil Bellows is just a terrific actor, and you know, I could watch him in anything. Uh, absolutely terrific. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.